In our last episode, our heroes, Miss Julie and a six-year-old, went to Disney World. After a few days there, they went to Universal. And that's where we pick up this episode. Wow, what an intro. I like it. Tech nasty. Good I work. have returned. I mean, no one calls you that, but good work. Good Thank work. you. Yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about part two of my somewhat more laid back trip to Disney World, my back to basics trip with the six-year-old. So if you missed part one, we discussed the cabins at Fort Wilderness, which if you have an opportunity to stay there before they leave forever this summer, I definitely recommend doing so. It's a very different type of experience for Disney World. Um, So we discussed that. We talk about crowds on race weekends. We discuss when Genie Plus doesn't work. Uh, And then we discuss Genie Plus working really well. And really, I think the overall theme of episode one, and again for this episode, will be going back to basics. As adults, we just tend to overcomplicate things and feel the need to be like, oh, my kid needs, you know, this limited edition, whatever. Or my kid needs this, you know, this cupcake that you can only get at this particular time, at this particular restaurant, at this particular park. Are they though? Isn't it? Those are just, that's for the Disney adults. Yeah, the kids just along for the ride. Well, that's exactly the point, I think, is that we we feel like our kids have the same priorities as us. They do not. And I often forget that as a Disney adult myself. And so going with only my six-year-old and kind of letting her take the reins really drove that point home. So we discussed that a lot in episode one with Disney World and the park days that we did there. Some of the highlights were definitely, I'd say, dark rides at Magic Kingdom for the six-year-old. She loves the dark rides. She calls them boats, the boats. I want to go on the boat rides, but she means dark rides. And Animal Kingdom, the safari, a lot of animals, and uh, the animation experience, which we didn't get into in great detail, but you learn how to draw a character uh, with, with an animator, with a Disney animator. And so we drew Tigger, which was a little bit challenging for the six-year-old. If you've got a kid who wants to do it but isn't comfortable drawing a character, they do offer just crayons and and character sheets for them to color. But those were some definite highlights. And Mickey bars, lots of Mickey bars. So at the end of part one, you had not yet made it to Universal. Not yet. No, we ended with us our last day um, at, at Disney Parks with Magic Kingdom, but we still spent the night over in the cabins at Fort Wilderness. So that morning, uh, before we checked out, we decided to kind of do a low-key morning just because it had rained so much. We didn't get to explore Fort Wilderness quite as much as we would have liked. So I took our daughter over to the area where they do gem mining. And this was a real, uh, you know, pun intended, hidden gem. I don't think it's listed on Disney's website at all as like an activity that you can do. But if you head over... They're in, like, please don't. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it ended up being our da- one of our daughter's favorite parts of the entire trip, which I knew she'd like it. I was surprised at how much she really, really liked it. So if, you, if you're at Fort Wilderness, um, it's where the, the campfire is. And I can't think of the name of the area. I think it's the Meadows, I believe is what it's called. So if you look on the map of Fort Humperdew Wilderness... Humperdew Fields. Humperdew Fields, yeah. Yes. No, that's Hoop-de-Doo and that's in Pioneer Hall. <laughs> So different location. This is over at the Meadows, I believe. Um, but it's it's right next to where they do the campfire. 
so they have a, a giant mining area. And if you've ever, I know you like to bring up Wisconsin Dells. Did you ever do my, the, the gem mining as a kid? No, but I, I saw it, was familiar with it. Okay. I took inventory of every goofball attraction at Wisconsin Dells because that was the only vacation we ever did as a kid, but also the same vacation over and over. We just did Wisconsin Dells every summer. Oh, wow. And so I'm extremely familiar with it. People in the Chicago area and like the Midwest in this area know 100% what we're talking about. But it's just like, you know, it's if like you're in the South, lesser, it's Branson, Missouri. I was going to say it's lesser Branson, Missouri. Like, we're not even at Branson caliber with Wisconsin Dells. So that's it, not painting a great picture for the gem mining experience well. to be like, all right, if you've been to the Dells or Branson, you know what we're talking about. So it's just one experience. It's not like the the whole resort is Branson or, or the Dells. It's just one experience. But I remember doing this as a kid. And so there are multiple options with the gem mining. So you you go over, it's like where you would rent... Um, like like water gear, like kayaks and stuff. I believe it's it's where you would rent that kind of stuff, and they they will sell you. It's bags of sand, and in the sand are gems. And so, of course, as she's going over the options, of course, the most expensive bag is the only one that has fossils. And what's something that our baby loves? Pokemon. <laughs> I was going for dinosaurs. Oh. Dinosaurs. There were no Pokemon fossils. Oh, okay. Dinosaurs. She loves dinosaurs. So when she heard fossils, she was like, oh my God. So of course I had to get the most expensive bag. Oh my God. Yeah, that was me. Uh, but even the most expensive bag after tax, I believe it was $35. So it wasn't a ton. And it ended up being her favorite thing. They give you a sifter and you pour the sand into the sifter. And then they have a, like a water, a big water feature you put it in the water, you shake, 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 you find your fossils, your gems, you collect them, and they give you a little chart of things, like, here's things you might find in your bag. So guaranteed win. Guaranteed win. She had the time of her life. In fact, we, the last two days, have been sorting gems. It's true. Before yeah. we started recording this podcast, her and I were at our kitchen counter sorting gems. The bag of stuff you got weighs at least two pounds. <laughs> it's it's pretty hefty. And we got we got a giant amethyst. I mean, a big one, which was pretty cool, too. Neither of us are geologists. <laughs> she absolutely loved it. I could not. I knew she'd like it. I couldn't believe how much she'd like it. And if you don't want to spend 35 bucks, get the small bag. I think that one was like 12. So I'm guessing it would be like 12 to 15 after tax. So just a great experience. So that was how we ended our Disney time was gem mining. And... Who knew that that would be such a big hit? So when you, how do you go from Disney World to Universal and do they try to stop you? Well, <laughs> um, you're not obligated to disclose your, you know, your personal plans. Yeah, because they already know. You know, so the, they no, know. One, no one tackled me or anything as we were leaving. We returned our golf cart, which uh, my baby was very sad about. She really liked flying around at 12 miles per hour in that golf cart. So we returned the golf cart and we just called a lift. No one tried to stop us. No children were harmed. Boss, you killed a child. So we made it out. We made it out safely. We just took a lift over to Sapphire Falls at Universal, which is their version of a, a moderate resort. I believe they call them preferred, preferred resorts, but that's their moderate level. Does Disney call them moderate? 
Yes, it's with Disney. That's it's, such that's so unflattering. They're like, these are our meh resorts. <laughs> it's value, moderate, and deluxe. Um, and, you know, the cabins were considered moderate, but I was like, I have a full kitchen. This is, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, it's, I don't care what it is. It's not if moderate I, anything. If I get the full suite, I'm in. It's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So we went over to Sapphire Falls at Universal that morning. And what's up with Universal's names for their resorts? <laughs> so this Sapphire Falls, I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but there were waterfalls in the back of the resort. So I guess that's where they get the name. The whole thing is island themed at Sapphire Falls. They're like, oh, enjoy your time on the island. Yeah, that's that's Universal in general is just leans more tropical theme is what we're going to go with. It does. Which I, fits. You're in Orlando. You know, I hadn't really I had not given it much thought until you pointed that out. But you're right. They do. I've stayed at Cabana Bay. I've stayed at, you know, Surfside and now Sapphire Falls, which they keep saying, like, enjoy your time on the island. Like when you talk to anybody who works there, any team members who work there, that's what they say to you. I think Universal does a good job with the theming. It's just everything's more compressed. Like they just don't have the space to work with that Disney World does. Yeah, I'm curious to see if they will up their theming game with the the brand new park that's going to be opening next year with oh, Epic 100%. Universe. And, and by... And by up their theming, I'm not, I'm not at all implying that their lands are not beautifully themed. I guess I'm more thinking like at Disney, when you're in one area, you're not necessarily seeing, you know, another land where the lands kind Universal, of overlap. They, they don't, it's not really an option for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the way the park is built, you know, like there's a big body of water in the center of Islands of Adventure. And so you see across and you I, see all of the other lands. I just don't think it's a big deal to have. I don't know why in the Disney World universe, the greatest sin you can commit is to have two different IPs enter your sight line. That's so <laughs> silly. Yeah. Velocicoaster comes up right to um, a portion of the Harry Potter area. I mean, it's it's like right there. So I, There's I don't this know. Apocryphal story about Walt Disney having seen a cowboy in Tomorrowland. Right, right. I've heard like, that. His day is shattered. His life is ruined. And after they talk him off the bridge, then that's never going to happen again. And that's what Disney World. Then Disney World's built. Then they're like, now we have to have so because of tunnels this, underground. Yeah, because of these one, this like one apocryphal story about a space cowboy. Now two different uh, IPs. If you see them in a theme park, clearly the theme park has failed. Yeah, that's become the message. You're right. And I, that's very strange. I wonder if I would if I would have given that a second thought had I not known that Disney was so careful about it. You're right. I don't You wouldn't care. I don't know that I would that I would give it a second thought. It's hard to say because I know that that's how Disney is. So I don't know how I'd think about it, but uh, yeah, I don't know that I would I don't know that I would care. Yeah, there's or think I've twice. Been to Universal many times, and I've never seen someone be like, "Oh my god, I, a minion and a transformer in the same place at the same time." <laughs> I want my money back. Minions and transformers couldn't possibly exist in the same universe. I think we're the bad we're, guys in the minion movies are are you know different than the bad guys in the transformer movies. If you drive a dump truck of money to Michael Bay's house, he will make minions ride transformers. <laughs> Okay. All right. Let's get a dump truck ready. I want to see this. I would watch that movie. All right. Well, speaking of minions and transformers, we saw a few 
So, um, yeah, let's talk about our first date Universal. So we got to Sapphire Falls. Our room wasn't ready, but that was fine. We dropped off our luggage. The great thing about Sapphire Falls is, so you refer to it as the death march through City Walk, <laughs> right? So you, you know, you're long day at the park, your feet hurt, and now you're like, I have to walk, not just to the entrance of the park into my bus. Now I have to trek through City Walk. And it's a long walk at the end of a day. But because Sapphire Falls has the you boats. I'm pretty sure it's downhill. Oh, I, th- does it make a difference, though, when you, at the end of a long day? I don't think it does. And I'm sorry, I wouldn't call it downhill. Maybe, you know, slight slope. But it, I believe it's at a half degree incline. Yeah, that's not helping anybody. <laughs> that's that is no help. But the boats take you right like by the entrance of Universal Studios and the entrance to Islands of Adventure is not far. As many times as I've been there, I did not notice that there was a boat dock. There is. So if you, do you remember where Voodoo Donuts is? Absolutely. It's like, and there are always like those, um, those carts selling merchandise. If you go just past the carts, there are stairs that go down and that's where the water is and that's where the boats are. I promise there are boats there. So, you know, when you see um, uh, the Hard Rock restaurant or the Chocolate Emporium and yeah. there's water in front of it, mm-hmm. that that's where the boats come through. And so there's You know, I've, I've seen the Emporium. boat. I, just, I assumed it was animatronic. Oh, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. uh, no, there's a real life human. Uh, it's projection know, mapping. Running that boat, a real human being. And you can ride those boats. But this, I mean, it just, it's so nice. They're quick. The boats are fast. It's a fast ride. The boats come quickly and they take you right to the entrance of the park. So what's transit time there? I was, uh, I would say maybe five minutes. How long did you wait? Like door to door? 10 to 15 minutes. Wow. That's way better than the two hour long (laughs) wait you had for the bus to get from Animal Kingdom or from Wilderness Lodge to Animal Kingdom. So I will say that that wait was not typical, but... In general, I find universal transportation to be way faster, you know, just just way better. I've had less issues waiting for buses or or anything like that at Universal than at Disney, just in general. That and I'm not counting, you know, race weekend because I don't think that's fair, but but just in general, Universal's way better about it. But so just super quick to make it over there. So I asked the six-year-old, what are your priorities? What do you want to do? She wants to do all things Dr. Seuss. So we started with Islands of Adventure. (laughs) What a baby. (laughs) Well, we actually, we do refer to her literally as baby. That is her nickname. As she is the baby by quite a bit. And you put her in a corner how often? Uh, I would never put baby in a corner. Oh. Yeah. So all things Seuss. So she wanted to eat and she really wanted to try who hash from how the Grinch stole Christmas. Okay. I don't know if they legalized that in Florida, but she's way too young. Uh, yeah, no, this is just tater tots, cheese and corned beef. So edibles. Come on. It's still not right. No, 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 no Mm-mm, family show. Family I, show. Why do you think I'm talking about a can of who hash? You get the who hash served in an actual tin can it's very cute, but it was surprisingly good. She was like, I didn't think she did. I was like, we're going to buy this and end up throwing it away. No, she <laughs> loved it. She loved it. She was like, the cheese reminds me of like, like the macaroni, 
you know, we get like the Annie's, like the good stuff, the good macaroni and cheese, but like the white cheddar. It was like a white cheddar sauce over tater tots. You know, it there was sounds some, like some you green got onions the, in there. You, you got a hobo skillet. Well, call it what you will. Uh, it was it was a favorite over here. We enjoyed our can of who hash. It, hobo skillet. So compared to Disney, the crowds at Disney because of the race were just insane. Universal felt empty in comparison. It really did. So we walked around and especially Seuss Landing, which isn't, you know, going to be as popular as, you know, like the Harry Potter, the Wizarding World. So we walked around and we got to see all sorts of Seuss stuff. They have all sorts of like little play areas for kids. Um, And we got to just kind of explore everything. She wanted to eat at the Hop on Pop ice cream shop. Hop on Pop being a favorite book of all three of my children when they were young. So the Hop and Pop ice cream shop was a big win. We had an ice cream sundae on a stick, which was like the largest stick of ice cream I've ever seen in my entire life. I saw a photo of it. It looked uh, like a like a comic book prop. Yeah, it was like the size of her head. But they they're like, well, it's an ice cream sundae, so you get to pick your toppings. So she picked rainbow sprinkles. So it was ice cream covered with chocolate and rainbow sprinkles, like the chocolate that gets hard and crunchy and then rainbow sprinkles. Yeah. They, so it's a giant ice cream bar. They it was dip it. Humongous. Yes. Yeah. It was huge. Um, we did all of the Seuss rides, which you thought. So, so you, <laughs> yes, you had mentioned Winnie the Pooh being weird and, and kind of creepy. And yeah, I like it cause it's unsettling. <laughs> well, I'm like, what is happening here? You want unsettling go on the cat in the hat ride that it reminds me of Winnie the Pooh is Winnie the Pooh vibes, but it's like next level weird. Okay. You know how Tim Burton is, has everything has like a distinct kind of weird look. Uh-huh. That's uh German impressionism, but Dr. Seuss is also You're right. impressionist art style. Yeah. But it, you know, just done in a different way. So it doesn't surprise me that you could very easily have that go wrong in and a be dark creepy. Ride. You want to hear something funny. So we were just talking about the differences and like, would we notice otherwise? Would we care with Disney versus Universal? The six-year-old, the six-year-old on the Cat in the Hat ride. So at one point, thing one and thing two come running out, like little animatronics of thing one and thing two. And so you see like their little feet are moving quickly because they're supposed to be running. But there is like a pole in between their legs that is what's moving them and it's clear it's visible i mean it's clearly there on thing one and thing two she was like i saw things that i don't think i was supposed to see is i kid you not that is what she said to me she probably thought she saw genitals based on your description (laughs) of what happened oh my god no no oh man no 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 she She meant it because we had a discussion about it. Wow, I really need to backpedal and clarify here. We had a whole discussion about it (laughs) where she was like, you know, Disney hides the things that you're not supposed to see. We're not talking about privates. (laughs) We're discussing, you know, because we so her and I had a, a conversation about dark rides. Why are dark rides so dark is what she asked me. Or why are boat rides so dark? Because that's what she calls them. I was like, because... They want you to look at certain things. So they light up certain things so that you look that way and you don't see the behind the scenes stuff. And she was like, oh, okay. That's why she mentioned that. (laughs) Wow. There's so much backpedaling happening over here. Just dig up. Dig up, stupid. (laughs) Anyway. Wow. Maybe we should just move on. (laughs) 
I'm waiting. Uh, after Seuss Jurassic Park, because like I said, my child loves dinosaurs. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, I'm quite familiar Our with child her love likes of dinosaurs. dinosaurs. Okay. All right. Because you were confused by the whole fossils thing. I don't even know what a fossil is. Well, all right. Other than a derogatory term for the elderly that I don't appreciate. So did you visit the, the Jurassic Park Visitor Center? We did. Of course we did. That being, that's like the best attraction there since the big ride is closed. Uh, so, well, the big ride is Velocicoaster, which was not oh, closed. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry, the classic. The, the classic. classic ride. Yeah, Velocicoaster, obviously she's not going to go on that because she's six. You know, I, yeah, because it, it was not even an option. That ride's, I love that ride. It terrifies me. It's good. It's scary. Yeah, that one, I still get nervous when I go on that one. Um, and you know, after I've been on a ride once, I'm typically not nervous at all anymore. That one still makes me nervous. But so, you know, my plan was to take her on the Jurassic Park, the river ride. And that's, it's a slow boat ride. There is a drop at the end, but I was like, she's slow boat ride is underselling it. (laughs) She, she's okay with drops. You know, she, they really don't seem to bother her. So I was like, I think I can talk her into doing this particular ride. So that was my plan because obviously Velocicoaster's out of the running and there aren't any other Jurassic Park rides. Yeah, the whole thing, it wasn't just not running. I mean, they had walls up blocking it. So they're clearly doing like a refurb. They're doing some work on that ride, which it could probably use. (laughs) I'm not going to lie, but it's a classic. I like it. Yeah, the last time I was on it, it was looking like um, Jungle Cruise. (laughs) A little bit, yeah. That first half. It can use a little love. I mean, I still love it. Yeah. So unfortunately, we didn't get to do any rides. And she was nervous about meeting a Velociraptor, which would have been the other thing we could have done in that area. So just shopping mostly is what she wanted to do. And we we ate pizza in Dinoland. But that was pretty much it for Dinoland. Are you referring to Jurassic Park as Dinoland? Yes. Sorry, Jurassic Park. Excuse me. Yeah, sorry. I'm thinking of the Animal Kingdom land. Um, And then after that, I was like, let's hop on the Hogwarts Express. Because she's never done the Hogwarts Express. Or been on a train. She's been on trains. We just did a train uh, the day before at Animal Kingdom. We did a train over to Rafiki Planet Watch. No, like outside an amusement park. Um, maybe. I don't know. But she, again, she was a little nervous because she wasn't sure what to expect. And she's like, I think she's never been on a train and this thing looks real. She, I mean, it is a real train. It's a, um, no, it's a tram. Oh yeah, I guess you can see the cables now that I think about it. When yeah, you the look wheels at the tracks, are fake. Yeah, it's not a it's not a train train. You're right. You're right. You can see the cables. Um, but she, anything Harry Potter, I think she's seen us watch the later movies one too many times. Oh, so she thinks they're horror movies. She's like, this is too grown up for me. I'm not into this. So she was nervous. But once we got on and she saw like. Oh, there's Hedwig the owl flew by and she's like, okay, all right, I could do this. (laughs) Yeah, there were no bad guys. You know, Buckbeak was there. Well, it was totally fine. You know, it's dark. And she liked it. I do remember when she was younger, we took her It it made her nervous, which I understand. And then when we went into um, Diagon Alley, she was not having it. Yeah, you know, because it's. It gets very congested over. That was the only place that felt busy was the Wizarding World at both parks. Um, Interesting. It, yeah. The, those are always the areas that I'm feel the busiest. I'm thrilled the day. we got to experience it like right during the pandemic 
when things had just reopened because when we've been since then it is you just can't do anything well, you know it's I, brutal i think in general the evenings are better for wizarding world like if you want to go and cast spells on a busy day which i do yeah evenings tend to wizard. be the way to go i you know it's funny i brought wands but she had because i was like well maybe she and i could do spells like she's not into harry potter but doing the spells she might find that fun she was open to it but i could tell she didn't want to do it and i was like all right how about instead we grab a butterbeer there's a dragon over there that shoots fire. We're going to watch that <laughs> and then we'll go. And she was like, I'm in sold. Like she was all about it. So we drank, we shared a butter beer, which she really liked. And she was thrilled that there was a dragon that, uh, shot fire. She FaceTimed me and was like, there's a dragon and it shot real fire. She asked me, you know, it's so when I was a kid, I probably told this story before, on uh, the great movie ride at Hollywood Studios, there was a part where there's a, f- a fire. And as a kid, I was like, is that fire real? Like to my family, I was like, that's not, there's no way. And I remember my mom being like, no, it's real fire. And I was like, okay, but how, like that doesn't make sense. How could they possibly have real fire when the whole building burned down? Come on. And so the idea of like, that's real fire just baffled me. And so she had that same moment. She was like, well, is that real fire? I was like, yeah, it's real fire. She was like, but how? How is that real fire? <sighs> it's a good thing you're pretty. <laughs> okay, well, I know now that it's real fire. Everybody? Everybody, <laughs> can you feel Everyone it? Everyone but me. <laughs> Everyone but me and my child. We were like, is that real? What's so realistic. Here? Oh, my gosh. Um, so I was like, all right, let's. I told her, I was like, we're going to go find some Kennedy things to do. So what do you, it included minions. She's into minions. Oh no, she's very into minions. She oh, I had loved no idea. the minions. So I was like, let's go find something else to do. So we wa- I thought she might enjoy the Simpsons area. I was like, we're going to walk through the Simpsons area. I kind of lost respect for my six year old. <laughs> I, you know, even though she, like, she doesn't watch the Simpsons, but that area is so bright and you're, I mean, you're in a cartoon. Okay. She loves minions. and doesn't watch the Simpsons. Yeah. I, is she even my child? No. Well, yeah. I mean, I personally think the minions are the worst thing that's ever happened ever, but I'm not going to tell that to my six-year-old. I loved the Simpsons stuff. I wish You're that she- You're getting some one-star reviews for ah, that one. I wish she had been into the Simpsons stuff. She was not into it at all. Like she, it didn't bother her, but she's like, no, no. I thought she might go on the uh, Kodos and Kang ride. Yeah. The Simpsons aliens, they have a ride. I thought she might go on that. She's like, no. No, she wanted nothing to do with anything Simpsons. So it's like, let's walk over to the DreamWorks area. We're standing there trying to figure out where we should go next and who should come out but Puss in Boots. This child ran to meet Puss in Boots. She, I had no idea she was into Puss in Boots, but she likes cats, so it shouldn't be surprising. She ran, ran over to meet him. So many hugs, huge smiles. It was just the cutest thing I've ever seen. You know, I saw this photo and he was getting a little handsy with you. <laughs> oh no 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 you're thinking of the seuss characters that's tomorrow that a seuss character got a little handsy with me mm, ouch. Mm. yeah puss in boots was a perfect gentleman i'll have you know oh good i'm yeah. glad to hear it yeah i mean he is a cat who wears boots yeah um after that we saw transformers she did not want to meet them they were terrifying well but from a distance she was like this is very cool standing you know 30 feet away the the transformers costumes like those and Blue the Raptor 
are some of the coolest character mates. Yes. They just, because they're believable enough where like, you know, it's a guy in a suit, but you're also willing to accept it. But he was also like nine feet tall in that suit. And, and they're loud. The robot voice. Yeah. It. So she was like, I'm not going anywhere near this, <laughs> but from a distance, this is super cool. And she's not into Transformers, but she was like telling me the list of friends of hers in first grade who are into Transformers. I have to tell Eli and I have to tell so-and-so. <laughs> I know, they're like, he's gigantic and shiny and loud. I could see where it'd be intimidating. Yeah. You know, when he's like, I'm here, tiny child. Yeah, no, I'm not. Mm -mm. Yeah, we just, we from a distance uh, admired. And we saw the minions were meeting, but they had just closed the meet for the minions. But also she just was like, this is, these are the funniest characters I've ever seen in my life. We did the new minions ride as well. When we were there, the villain con. And I don't know that I would call it a, a ride. You're on like a moving sidewalk. I I can I would describe this as silly chaos, I think is is the phrase I used. It was very chaotic, but it was also like cute and silly and fun, but definitely chaotic. It was like Buzz Lightyear. Um you know, where you, you've got it, but you're handed like, so you're just holding a gun. It's not tethered to anything. You're holding a gun. You can see your score in the gun, but trying to figure out what your, um, I don't know what it's called, like your crosshair or whatever on the screen. Reticle. Oh God, I have no idea. Wow. I, I, I didn't even know that was a word, but reticle. Reticle. Okay. All right. R-E-T-I-C-L-E. Obviously I'm a gamer. You're going to, so. you're going to spell it for me. Do you think you're better than me? Yes. Think you're better than me? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, stayed home and played PlayStation. That's why I know what a reticle is. <laughs> well, so like whatever your your gun is, it has a different symbol. So you're up on the screen trying to shoot things. There's all sorts of chaos going on, which is silly and fun. Wait, hold on. You're shooting at screens? It's screens. Yeah. Mm. It's, you know... It, you can't compare this to Space Ranger Spin. At no point did that bother me. But it could, Space come on, Ranger it's lame. Spin is, I don't know, it feels like... It's supposed to feel like a carnival ride. No, well, the carnival ride is Toy Story Mania. That's the one that's supposed to feel like a carnival ride. See, that one's just shooting at screens. But I've learned to love it. <laughs> I love Toy Story Mania. No, you know what? The screens didn't bother me. They were all around you. It wasn't like you were just looking at a screen. Like you could turn back and shoot. You could turn the other way and shoot. And you're on a moving carpet. And you're on a moving platform. Now it's like not at the airport. I mean, it is a moving sidewalk. I wouldn't compare it to something at the airport, though. Um, or at the entrance of Universal, if we're going to get into the Oh, I love march. watching people go backwards on that thing. <laughs> to try and take, take a, a selfie and while I'm on a I've moving walkway. Um, <laughs> so it doesn't go straight. Like, it's turning and going all sorts of different directions. But you're supposed to just stay there marked. They're like, all right, stand on your dot. And it's marked. And it goes in all different directions. And you can spin around and shoot at different screens. It was just hard to figure out where I was shooting because I didn't know what the little symbol and my, what's it called again? A reticle. My reticle. I didn't know what the symbol was when I was shooting. It took me several minutes to figure it out. And Kennedy kept being, she was like, I don't know. I was like, just have fun with it. Just pull it. Just keep pulling that trigger. Do your best and keep having, she's like, okay. And so we had fun, but it was chaotic. It was silly and cute. It was chaotic. It sounds like they built a shooter on rails. 
That's the gaming. That would be the genre of game. Shooter on rails. That sounds like what it is. I'm not a gamer, but that, I mean, that sounds accurate. Very cute. We did enjoy it. Um, Like, was it our favorite thing we did? No. But it's nice at Universal to have an option that was, like, we walked right on because it's just a moving thing that's constantly going. There was no big, long line. It was nice to have something that a six-year-old could go on at Universal and not have to wait an hour for, you know, just another option for kids because Universal's so much for older, older kids, teens, adults. That is the fun of Universal compared to Disney. It's like it skews a little older. So it just after Disney, which is approaching Saccharin by comparison, when you get to Universal, which is allowed to like have, well, they have PG-13 like TVMA yeah. content. Yeah slipped in there it's like oh this is edgy yeah i i don't i mean i i i get that and i also appreciate that that's what universal is but at the same time i'm glad that there's an option like there doesn't need to be entirely stuff the six-year-old can do but i'm glad there was something that she could do other than dr seuss because she probably won't be into dr seuss for much longer other than they get yelled at by transformers hey kids stop all the downloading okay the transformers don't have anti-piracy messages Um, But, uh, you know, that was pretty much it for that day. We called it kind of an early night. Um, You know, it just we we were tired. We were able to get into our room. And so that was it for that that first night at Universal. Those rooms uh, at Universal, those hotel rooms are nice, totally unthemed. They're just like, here is a premium hotel room. Enjoy. Yeah. I mean, it's slightly beach themed like we had a big long orange pillow <laughs> with like that's what counts as photo, beach themed like a photo of like a sunset on the pillow oh sunsets but you know it, it had like a beachy vibe it was a lot of like teals and blues and and beachy feel the pool at this place was amazing it's too bad it was so chilly because they had sand like she was really like ooh sand like she wanted to play in the sand they had zero depth they had multiple hot tubs they had a restaurant, like a full restaurant, full bar out at the pool, which was yeah, really that nice. experience a at the resort is is better than Disney. I think in general, you get more when you're just hanging out at the resort. So when you go to bed, like seven. <laughs> OK, uh, yeah, pretty much because at Disney in the cabins, I had we had a separate bedroom. And so I was able to put her to bed. And hang out in like the the living space. That's why the suites are so good. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, in the hotel, you know, we were just in a standard room, two queen beds. And so I was like, you can stay up late. Like I didn't want her staying up too late. But I was like, you could stay up late. But does she gets, she's tired. She's just not a night owl. She gets tired. So after a while, she's like, um, maybe we could turn off the lights and stuff. And so I, I had to like turn off the lights. I don't know what people do in these situations when they all share a room with little people. Maybe their kids just aren't, um, you know, early, early sleepers like mine. I think our kids are weird. Yeah. You know, I, I definitely when pe- I tell people my six year old goes to bed at seven. They're like, what? How do you do that? Like I tell her it's bedtime training from birth. It's true. I'm very strict. I've been with all three of my kids from day one. Very strict. About I bedtime, would say strict. I'd I would say compared we, to other people, <laughs> compared to some of my friends. Well, they're doing it wrong. We're doing it right. Obviously. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah. We we prioritize That's my sleep hygiene. 
I, you know, and, and everybody's different and, you know, there's no judgment for like co-sleepers or whatever. Cause I, I get, I get why that's a thing, but that is not a thing for me. I am not a co-sleeper with my kid. I need space. If I could have my own bed period, I'm so sorry, husband. I know you hate hearing this. I would do it, but you know, married to a snuggler. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's no getting my own bed. But I just, so from birth, I'm like, we need to be strict about bedtime. And unfortunately, that backfires when you're sharing a room with a six-year-old. So I was like, I'm going to stay up on my phone. But, you know, it's dark and I'm just lying there. And so eventually I passed out at, you know, 8 p.m. or whatever ridiculously early time it was that first night. When would you get up? You know, not as early as I should have, considering I went to bed so early. Um, This was supposed to be our checkout day. Uh, so we got up and just kind of hung out in the room and got breakfast. And I was like, let's go over to city walk before our flight. We bought my brother, um, her uncle, Mike, a, a dragon, dragon ball Z. What's the character's name? Goku. Is that his name? Goku from yeah. dragon ball Z. Well, Goku is a character from dragon ball Z. Okay. Yeah. So when, when his my power levels over 9,000, when Mike and I were kids, he like, I mean, he was like 10 and I was 12. Maybe he would refer to dragon ball Z as his program He'd be like, I have to watch my program. And I just, I always thought that was the funniest thing. So, and so 30 years later, you bought a bathrobe years, in Orlando. I, 30 years later, I'm walking by, I see this bathrobe that they have in one of like the, the, um, kiosk things that are outside in City Walk. And I see they have one that's all Dragon Ball Z. And so I take a photo of it. And I was like, remember when we were kids and you used to refer to Dragon Ball Z as your program? And he was like, oh, my God, give me this bathrobe. So I ended up buying him this bathrobe. So I thought that was going to be it. Um, oh, and we got on the boat. Guess who was on our, our boat with us from the resort to City Walk? I don't know, a vampire? The Miss America contestants. I'm sorry, what? All of them. That's not what I, I wouldn't have gotten that. I So we're standing there. It's just me and Kennedy waiting for the boat to pull. Like, we're just standing there waiting for the boat. And all of a sudden, all these women come in matching pink and purple leggings and matching t-shirts. And I was like, they're too old to be like a high school group. Like they're younger women, but I was like, they're too old to be a high school group. I was like, what is going on? And so we get on this boat and it's just me and Kennedy. And then all of these women start. And then I see as they're coming on past us, they all have their sashes, miss whatever, you know, whatever state. And it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever experienced. It was also. It was exactly what you'd think it was. It was them being like, Miss America Universal, woo! The entire boat ride. Taking they're woo sel- girls. Yeah, they're woo girls taking selfies. It was really, really funny. Like uh, all of them taking selfies, primping, so much makeup being applied. I was like, what is with all the makeup? It it was something. It was funny. <laughs> I was like, okay. And so I Googled it and sure enough, they were having, Miss America was having some convention at the resort we were at. And I guess the Miss America contest, I didn't know that was still a thing or people still watched it, but it, I guess is on this week. I've never watched one of those. You and I, I don't know if you remember this. I might've been Miss Universe or whatever. We were at like an Applebee's or a Chili's or something. There's no way I set foot in an Applebee's. Okay, so it was probably Chili's then. I love Chili's. And we were, it was like on the TV at Chili's. It's the strangest thing because I don't, I don't eat at Chili's typically, but, and it was the night that Steve Harvey announced the wrong winner. Do you remember that? We were watching that at Chili's. (laughs) 
Wow, what a random circle of life kind of moment. All right, so you bought a bathrobe from a street vendor yep. for your brother. For my brother, you're because welcome, of a, Mike. A TV show he watched 30 years prior, and then you got in a fight with some Miss America contestants or something? No, no, it was just a bizarre experience. So then we go back thinking we're going to be heading home. Our flight gets delayed. It gets delayed again, again, again. So we're just like sitting around at the hotel and it got to a point where I was like with us, if it was just me by myself, I, I could sit at the airport. I could do what I needed to do with a six-year-old. I was like, I'm just not comfortable doing that. Now, here's the thing. If your flight, if the airline changes the time of your flight, two hours or more, you can make changes to your flight or cancel it and get a refund, no fees or anything. So once it started getting delayed, I was like, all right, I can figure out what I want to do, what I'm comfortable with. But I think that's important to note too. Like even if you have like, oh, no changes allowed on your ticket type, if they change the time, I believe it's two hours or more, you are eligible for changes at no cost or to cancel at no cost. Oh, okay. This is important to note though, especially with traveling with kids. So it finally got to a point where I was like, I'm not comfortable because we'd have to leave for the airport pretty soon. It This keeps getting delayed, delayed, delayed. So finally we opted to stay another night. And it was early afternoon at this point. So I was like, well, what do we do? Do we go to the park? Do we? I didn't pack bathing suits because the previous days it wasn't warm enough. But she really wanted to go swimming. So I was like, all right, let's go look in the gift shop. I'll buy a bathing suit. No big deal. So looking at the bathing suit prices... They charge the stupid tax. Like, you're a stupid person who forgot your bathing suit. Guess what? That'll be 200 and something dollars. <laughs> yeah, they charge the stupid tax. You had said, hey, the bathing suits are so expensive, I didn't buy one. And you know, I'm like, all right, whatever. And then later, when you texted me the price, I didn't believe you. It was <laughs> over $200. For, t- for both of us to get a bathing suit, it would have been... Probably two hundred and fifty to three hundred dollars. It would have been close to that. Yeah, <laughs> women's bathing suits were over one hundred and fifty dollars in the gift shop, and the kids' bathing suits were not. They were less, but they were not much less. Yeah, captive audience. They're like, "Hey, here's the cost to go in the pool, dumbass." Yeah. Oh, you forgot your. Ba- it's like when our teenager forgot his bathing suit on the Disney cruise. We had to pay the stupid tax then. We laughed about it because we knew. Yeah, because we're like, we're paying the stupid tax. Like, you got us. Yeah. Way to go, teenager. So I was, so I, to Kennedy, I was like, I know you really want to swim, but I was like, it's way cheaper if we do another park day. Like, a ticket to the park for her was cheaper than buying a bathing suit and swimming. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And on top of that, so at every Universal Resort, they have, I believe they call it the vacation desk, but it's like their desk for, you know, park tickets and all that stuff. Um, I walked over to the vacation desk because I was like, well, maybe because it was kind of stormy weather. I'm like, maybe they'll do a half day ticket because, you know, a lot of people are going to be heading out of the parks. Um, It's already the afternoon. So I asked and he's like, we don't offer a half day ticket today. But he's like, give me your ticket from yesterday. So I showed him Kennedy's ticket from yesterday. And he's like, I will just add another day and you can just pay the difference. So it ended up being way cheaper. He saved me quite a bit of money because I was just planning on just purchasing a one day ticket, which you buy just one day. It's way more. If you buy two days, it's discounted. So quite a bit of savings. 
but this, we had no real plans, you know, like we, we were just kind of going with the flow because we hadn't planned on being in the park. So she wanted to do everything Dr. Seuss again. So more who hash. We did the one fish, two fish ride again, which this is like Dumbo. Yeah, except it with the addition of like high pressure water. Oh my God. This sprays you with water. I mean, it's not, it makes the... the Dumbo is a water ride. It's kind of interesting. Well, so the magic carpets of Aladdin um, in Adventureland at Magic Kingdom are very similar to Dumbo and the camels squirt you with water. But not like this. Not like this. She And when we had gone on this ride the previous day, it was too chilly. They had the water turned off. And she was really, really disappointed because this is one thing she remembered from a previous trip. So when she saw the water and she was thrilled. And now that she's older, because when she was four, she couldn't get the timing right to get the spray. Now that she's six, guess what? She was able to get that timing right. She got me several times. And it was like getting shot in the face with a super soaker. Ew. Yeah, I was drenched by, I mean, like, directly in the face. She thought it was the funniest thing that had ever happened to anyone. <laughs> well, she got to mess with mommy. Like, yeah, really, really get you good. She did get me good. Um, gosh, what else did we do? We stopped and watched the Blues Brothers were singing. We did the Hogwarts Express again. This time the other way. We got to go the other way. Is it different the other way? A, a little bit. I mean, because one, you're going from London to Hogwarts, and the other way, you're going Hogwarts to London. So it is a little bit different. Um, and you see different characters. On the one way, you see Hagrid, and then on the other way, you see the the Weasley twins. So, so I think those are, like, the biggest differences, I think. Normally simulated motion effects, like, because the windows aren't real. They're TVs uh, on that ride. They Normally, bother you. simulated motion effects make me motion sick very quickly. This one does not have that effect because it's done so well. So it's very believable. I will say I've done it a number of times. This is the first time I've ever sat. And it was this second day. I sat right next to the window. It's very different right next to the window. The effect I, doesn't work. I was like, this makes me a little dizzy. I think it would make you sick if you were right next to the window. Isn't that odd? I, this it's, is the first time I've sat next to the window. It looks curved. It doesn't look right. And that oh. something about that, my brain was like, mm -mm. like, I was fine. I don't get motion sickness. Really? I was fine. But I was like, my brain was like, this isn't right. And it made me dizzy. Hold up. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm yeah, interested to see if that would happen to you or to somebody else who has motion sickness. When you're, when your brain encounters motion, visual input, that's not quite right. The obvious evolutionary advantage is i've been poisoned <laughs> that's the thing i've been poisoned and i just it is to my evolutionary benefit if i just go ahead and throw up just to be safe like the default <laughs> go-to for your brain encountering anything that's like it's that doesn't barf. seem quite right is vomit i see ew because you know worst case you all, all right you barfed best case scenario uh you didn't die of poisoning I think we need a the more you know sound effect on here because you're really you're we're bringing the gems this time. We're learning so much here. But yeah, gosh, I'm trying to think of what else we even did. It was just so off the cuff. Oh, we we went to the new um, the new Minions Cafe and because Minions Land is a new thing. So I had mentioned. Oh, because that's what those little yellow nuts need is I, espresso. So 
I, you know, I gotta say, I went in with like super low expectations. I, I was thinking this is gonna be kitty food. This is gonna be cheesy and lame. And no. you're gonna hear banana four thousand times. Yeah. So there were bananas as decor all over, and everything had like googly eyes on them. But it was very, it was cute and silly but not so over the top that it was obnoxious. And the food, they had a wide variety of, you know, different, I would say, adult foods. It wasn't all like chicken fingers and mac and cheese. They had lots of adult foods, but they also had fun drinks and fun cupcakes. I just, I couldn't believe it. I had no expectations whatsoever for Minions Cafe. It ended up being very, very good. We got just some treats there, but looking over the menu and walking around, very, very cute. Gosh, what else did we do? We met more characters. Oh, this is where uh, some of the Seuss characters got a little, got a little handsy with me. We we met uh, Sam I Am. I will fight their German impressionist selves. It wasn't Sam I Am. It was, uh, it was the other guy who doesn't want to eat green eggs and ham. I don't know that he has a name. I've read green eggs and ham a million times. I don't think he has a name. The guy who doesn't want to eat green eggs and ham. So... Because it was so quiet, nobody was meeting these characters. This guy was literally spinning around. It was funny. Well, I, yeah, they have, you know, like an arcade machine, they have to go into attract mode when no one is around. <laughs> I took a video of it and was like, well, we have to meet this guy next. So it worked. It worked. He was just like spit, like by himself, like full arms out, like doing the helicopter, just spinning in a circle. It's like, what is happening here? This man, get, get this man some green eggs and ham stat. But we also, we met the Grinch and the Lorax. And as we were standing there taking a photo, the team members like, wait, 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 wait. Like we were about to walk away. And we're like, what, what, what? And suddenly the cat in the hat appears. He saw the cat in the hat coming and he told us to wait. And Kennedy about lost her mind. She was thrilled. I mean, he's like the guy. He is the guy. Him and the Grinch. Him and the Grinch. She was so thrilled. Like she was a little nervous to meet the Grinch. Um, but when the cat in the hat came, like she loves the Grinch, but she was nervous. She was just like hugging and hugging. And the Grinch was like grabbing my face. I kid you not grabbing my face and giving me the thumbs down. Cause I was like, yay, cat in the hat. <laughs> he was a character. Yeah. And then Sam, I am's friend was a little grabby with me. It's fine. We got some photos. I don't want to talk about it. The wounds are still too fresh. Um, so much shopping on this trip, like way more than I normally do. Cause you were busy. You're on your third kid. You know, that's your last kid and you were hell bent on spoiling her. Oh, I wasn't hell bent on spoiling her, but it happened. I think a lot of it too. She had the time of her life. I mean, everything we did, she's like, this is the best. It's different when they enjoy themselves. Oh, my gosh. It's so much easier to spoil them when they're like, wow, I want to remember this forever, mommy. Yeah, let me encourage this behavior. All the things, you know, so it just I just couldn't believe it. It just if anyone out there has the opportunity to do a one on one trip with just their child, highly recommend it. I mean, you don't have to do Disney if it's not in the budget or, you know, if you don't have the time to to travel that far. But doing Disney makes it so much better, I will say. Like just doing something like that. The nostalgia, the magic, the fun. It's for both adults and kids, you know? Yeah, you're the core. The... the, uh... You're the core audience when it is you and a child at yes. Disney. Like that's the setup. That's it is what meant Walt for wanted. you. Yes. Yes. Back to what Walt said and what Walt wanted. That's what it was, both adults and kids. You know, going with my teenager, my oldest, 
I felt like this was an opportunity for he and I to have more adult conversations and, and to bond over that and to do like roller coasters together and, and just, you know, explore fun foods and do things like that. The 12 year old, he's kind of in between. So it was a little bit of both and he was game for anything. We did so many fun photos. We did a whole bunch of stuff at, you know, the festival of arts at Epcot. Um, you know, he wanted to do mini golf and like, let's make a bet mom. And so it just, just amazing and fun and just so just a unique way to experience it with him. But the six year old, it was about magic and it was about, Mickey bars and it was about being with mommy because I'm not going to be mommy for much longer. Yeah, currently she thinks you're the coolest. Yeah, and that's not going to last forever. I'm going to be like, mom, right now I'm mommy. Soon I'll be mom. Oh, (laughs) my name will be mom. Uh, really (sighs) soon. Yeah. So, can you just like not spit on my floor? (laughs) And they're like, oh, yeah. The phrase I hear the most in our house is, Stop touching the walls. <laughs> That's the phrase I hear more than any other is because everyone's constantly like, and they hold their arms straight out on each side and like bounce back and forth from wall to wall, left, right, left, right. It's like they want when to touch moved, as much of the wall as possible. When we moved out of our old place, there was a a shadow <laughs> Down like three height, feet off the floor. The height of our then youngest are now yes, middle. Yeah. Down the hallway. And I'm like, stop touching the walls. <laughs> I heard somebody else recently say, Stop touching the walls. I can't remember who if it was a friend of mine or somebody. As an adult, and you I walk was around like, touching oh. the walls. It was just funny hearing somebody else say it. I was like, wow, it's not just us and our children. What was just, the last time you just like took your bare palm and just attached it to a wall? I don't know. Is feeling up walls this morning earlier? <laughs> I don't know. Oh yeah, those marks on the wall, those were me. <laughs> I I don't know. It's just it's such an amazing experience. And it's funny because I, you know, I was saying like I I spent so much money because I spoiled her, but at the end of the day, I really probably didn't have to because her priorities were boat rides, which dark rides, she calls them boat rides, Mickey bars. And just hanging out with mom, like she just wanted to hang out with mommy. That's all she wanted to do. And so it was just, we had the best time. I just, I can't get over it. Just taking photos with characters, a few slower rides, just some, some treats. And she's like, when can we go back? She cried when we left because she's, I don't want to go. When I told her we had to stay another day, she cheered. She, every time I was like the flight's delayed, she's like, are we staying another day? Are we staying another day? All right. She cheered. You've, you've tugged at our heartstrings. And now I need to know that you've like thoroughly guilted everyone for being like, hey, you don't take your you kids. You don't go solo with one child at a time to Disney World. Um, What's your problem? Yeah. What it cost you, lady? Oh, gosh. So I haven't done a, a total for the entire trip. Um, Hold on. Um, Okay. So for Sapphire Falls, now I got really great deals on the resorts. So this is definitely lower end on both the cabins and Sapphire Falls. Only $159 a night for Sapphire Falls. Amazing deal. And that one, even Sierra, my travel agent, was like, whoa, you got a great deal. So this is definitely lower end on this one. The cabins 
average, let me see, the average was 384 nights. So one night was really low. It was like in the 100. I mean, it was under $200. The other night, though, was over 400, um, which I think is more typical. My eyebrows just hit the ceiling. More expensive, yes. But sleeps up to six people, way more space, full kitchen, the whole thing. Um, as far as food goes, I think this... That really, I mean, it depends person to person. For us, I bought breakfast at Fort Wilderness, just at um, one of the shops in there. I bought like bagels. Kennedy really wanted Pop-Tarts. She's very excited about Pop-Tarts because I don't buy those at home. I spent $18 total and that covered breakfast for both of us for the entire time. It was like bagels, cream cheese and Pop-Tarts. And I think, you know, maybe a couple of drinks, like a thing of orange juice, I believe. Um, Because like I said, we had a toaster. We had the full thing. But even if you don't have the full thing, I mean, you can still get bagels and cream cheese if you don't mind having it untoasted. You could still, there's still small refrigerators just in a standard room. Um, I ended up paying for one day of Genie Plus total. That was 40 bucks for the both of us. And food, I would check menu prices. Now, luckily for me, I was with a little person who doesn't eat a ton. So we were able to skip a lot of meals. Um, but let me see some examples. So I spent $25 for two meals. This is one of the few we both ate a meal at Casey's. We both got hot dogs and French fries. Um, so that was 25. Um, the who hash plus a fountain drink was 20. Uh, so, you know, minus five bucks. If you're just getting the who, if you have a bottle of water, which we did a lot of the time, we carried drinks in with us $25 for the whole pizza, that large pizza, that I bought. And I believe that was also like a soda as well at Trails End. So, um, you know, I think for a meal, if you're doing quick service, I think 20 to $25 for a full meal. If you can split that, that's great. Otherwise plan, you know, per person and souvenirs, approximately $300. So all in all, not too bad. Um, and that's way more than I typically spend on souvenirs. So I think that was about it. Stuff we didn't do, that I wanted to do, but it was too rainy. Um, they do carriage rides at Fort Wilderness. Those are 65. Pony rides are 10. But it was muddy. It was rainy. So we decided not to do that. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's uh, that's it. Not too shabby and more than I typically spend. But I think uh, this is probably a good place to end. Sorry for the delay on the part two of this episode. I ended up recording a trip report that will be out next week. That will be three parts. This was a long one. So it's over New Year's Eve. We also have run Disney in this trip. It was just a long, long trip. We cover a ton, but a lot of fun. I've been laughing really hard as I've been listening back to it. So you'll definitely want to check that out. But that was why, just to give myself more time to edit and get the episode ready, uh, this part two ended up being this week instead of last week. But as usual, if you're interested in being a guest on the show, make sure you reach out. Never too early to reach out better earlier than later as my schedule does often book up for trip reports. Otherwise, I will see you guys next time or I'll see you guys in the parks. 